have such sights to show you. Do you love horror? Do you love sci-fi? If so, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll dissect, discuss, and or shit all over the movies we love and also love to hate. I'm Ken and I'm with Chris, Doug, Josh, and together we are the Horrified Podcast. And one more thing, we are not safe for work or for the faint of heart. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Horrify Podcast. Today we're talking about Hellraiser. Hell yeah. From 1987. I would have liked to see this movie as as a child. I think it would have been great. Because I, I did see a lot of messed up shit when I was little. I saw Exorcist when I was eight. Oh, that one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a tough one. Yeah. And, but I remember the box cover for this movie every time I'd go to the video store. Absolutely. With, with Pinhead. On the front, although he's not pinhead in this movie he's yet, not. Is he? not yet. No. So this movie's directed by Clive Barker, um, who you know I think most of our listeners know a little bit about. Do you have any favorite Clive Barker works, Doug? Probably Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Is this one. Hellraiser <laughs> one through three. One. <laughs> I read. I mean, I really magic, love huh? the first three Hellraiser movies. Yeah. And I think part two and part three are better than part one. That's what I've heard. But part one obviously sets yeah. the entire tone for the first three. Beyond that, that completely goes off the rail, and they're pretty <laughs> shitty. But yeah, the, the those first, first three, three movies yeah. are killer. They're, they're well, all when you think of '80s horror movies, you think of these first three Hellraisers, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. classic. You know, I'd call it body horror um, yeah. with all the gross stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then after that, it really just goes off the deep end with. Just stupid shit. It's well, not not even entertaining to me. What are what are some other Clyde Barker films outside of Hellraiser? He did Nightbreed, didn't Nightbreed? He? Oh yeah, Nightbreed. Yeah, I saw that one. Nightbreed's yeah. great. Nightbreed's great with the early. moon face guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's based great. on a comic. Yeah, and, and you then can he tell. did it. Like it's, yeah, that's super cool. Uh-huh. Um, has anyone read any of the stuff he's written? Yeah, in Magica. No. How is it? I have. I've never read any it's of his. Kind stuff. of sci-fi. It's a novel. Yeah, and there's it's there's two of them. There's two parts to it, and they're both pretty thick novels. It was cool. It was like cool, like alternate planes of dimensions with a little bit of horror. Kind of like this movie. <laughs> yeah, added Weird. in, but um, a lot more sci-fi, a lot more world building. Yeah, it has a really cool like climax at the end where they have to like ascend this tower and align a bunch of planets and. Cool. Yeah, a bunch of weird shit happens from from what I remember. Is but. is the Hellbound Heart? Is that his big book? Do you guys know? He's written a his lot of big stuff. book of stories. I think. Yeah, yeah. Everyone says is really great. I, I notice when you, when you when you look him up. I mean, he's listed as a playwright, right? He does a lot of different things. Um, really great with horror, and he's got yeah. his own uh, kind of unique vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, these Hellraiser movies are really cool because he kind of created this this yeah. dimensional world that's not is black and white as other stuff like you're like oh well it's about demons from hell well kind of but not really yeah and it also created a really iconic horror yeah a horror icon uh, up there with jason and freddie absolutely yeah. but without the camp it's kind of more thinky yeah uh, even though the first movie's a, l- a little cheesy as we'll talk about but i really like the world that he sets up right when pinhead is like scary as fuck yeah He's yeah. way more menacing than the other sure. big, big mm-hmm. 80s yeah, bad guys. You, yeah. Like Jason and Mike Myers. and I mean, they're awesome. And if 
you saw them, you'd probably shit your pants. But yeah. Pinhead comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it's just creepy, mystical, scary as fuck. Yeah, and he well, means business. Yeah, you can tell he's methodical mm-hmm. outside of just the right. you know, blind slashing, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And, and yeah, and that's the thing. He's not going to cut you up or quick kill you. You're going to have hooks and chains yeah. ripping yeah. your flesh off. Forever. You're going to be... Yeah, you're gonna yeah you're gonna forever. be his bitch forever. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Yeah, so this movie is essentially about it's about Frank, and Frank mm-hmm. has a brother named Larry. Well, Larry's married to Judith, and yeah, Frank right. is the brother that gets taken. Yeah, and Frank he he really likes the ladies in the creepiest, dirtiest way. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and it sets up kind of a, a big theme of this movie of addiction. Nice. That's heavily played there. He's clearly going on benders. Right, wherever he goes, he squats places. And He's looking for the next, the yeah. next high, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's even a part where he says like it's never enough after he humps the lady, which is part of the reason why he goes <laughs> after the box, yeah. right? He goes yeah. after the ultimate pleasure because yeah. it sets yeah. it up with him getting the box. And yeah, well, yeah, that's how it opens, yeah. right? When Frank's <laughs> sitting in that Middle Eastern market or whatever, and you just yeah. hear a guy say, "What's your pleasure, Mister yep. Cotton?" Yep. <laughs> so, real quick, the cast is is Frank, played by Sean Chapman, and he's the the guy who's an addict. He's the one that kind of causes everything bad to happen to mm-hmm. everybody in this movie, and then you have. Larry, played by Andrew Robinson, who's in a, a bunch of stuff. But the yeah. one thing that I thought was strange about Andrew Robinson is he looks like a mixture of Randy Quaid and Jude Law. <laughs> yeah, <he does. laughs> it was freaking me out. Yeah. Yeah. Such I'm a like, weird. And even so, I saw a picture of him like recently. I'm like, holy shit, he looks even more like Randy Quaid <laughs> and <laughs> Jude Law now. But he's a great actor. He's in a bunch of stuff, a bunch of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, is it Randy Law or Jude Quaid? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't I know. I like Jude Quaid. <laughs> Jude Quaid is pretty cool. Um, then we have uh, Julia, played by Claire Higgins. She's been in, in a whole bunch of movies, too. She's had a good career, and she's I, I think she's pretty great in this movie uh, mm-hmm. just because she's she's not your your typical horror movie lead-type lady. She's mm-hmm. calculated. She knows what she wants, and mm-hmm. she's caught up in this whole thing You know, because yeah. she has feelings for Frank. Even though she's married to Frank's brother, yeah, we get some Larry. nice spicy flashbacks right off the right oh, off man. the bat with her <laughs> on her wedding night in yeah. her wedding dress getting gets pounded by, on top of her wedding by dress. Frank. Yeah, yeah. By Frank. <laughs> so, like like we said, the movie starts with this guy Frank um, getting this puzzle box and some you know sh- you know sleazy shady market in Morocco or God mm-hmm. knows where it is. And I notice in the scene where he's getting the box. Everyone's fingernails. They just show yeah. their hands. So, so fucking dirty. dirty. I even wrote it down right here. Dirty ass fingernails. <laughs> yeah. I wrote dirty fingers, absinthe, and money. Because the one guy's drinking absinthe. You see he takes the sugar oh, cube yeah. and puts it in. So it kind of is setting up that this is a real seedy, shitty place. Yeah. And so he buys you know, the puzzle box. He, I assume he flies all the way back with it to wherever mm-hmm. and goes in the attic to solve it with <laughs> candles around him. Yep. Which is a stupid idea. But he solves it, and you know what happens when you solve the puzzle box? Well, you you get brought into this world of pleasure and pain. Mm-hmm. Summon the Cenobites. Yeah, and they torture you for pleasure and pain. They mm-hmm. rip you to pieces. That's their whole. That's their whole thing. Their right? pleasure is their victim's pain. I I guess is what I got out of this. Right. Because they're kind of they're slave to their own pleasures, and they they will grant that to you, but with some pain, because that's what they crave. And that goes to the whole fetish aspect, too. If, if you look at each of the Cenobites, and, and this movie, we don't really know who they are, um, but mm-hmm. there's Pinhead, Chatter, 
a butter ball. Is that the penis with sunglasses? Yes, yeah. that's my favorite one. <laughs> and then what? What? What, are they, what is the the female Cenobite called? I, I, She's got the larynx that's all flayed open. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. Well, she doesn't have a name yet in this movie. Yeah. She's just a female Cenobite. Mm-hmm. But they're all yeah wearing like leather. They're kind of dressed like kids in the '90s that just got back from seeing The Matrix for the first time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Clive Barker actually based their costumes off. Going to S and M clubs and mm-hmm. stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You can, It's it shows. Very cool. It's, it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hot. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hot. Super. Woo. It's my thing. <laughs> Woo. So uh, yeah. So he gets ripped to pieces like literally right away into mm-hmm. this movie, which is which is awesome. And the flesh tearing, like like you said, Josh, is like <laughs> it looks like it's it's it, not flesh. It's tearing through like a thin layer of silly putty. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> it rips so easily. When I was there's a, no like. There's no resistance to that that skin. <laughs> and when this happens, all of a sudden we see this torture room with these spinning. They look like a pole or something you would get chained to or nailed to. Mm-hmm. And there's all these body parts and ears. And in the background, there's there's dicks nailed to the, the stuff. I missed that. I need to go back. I know. When I was, I'm, I'm glad. Is it? You know, I don't know. Actually, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but it's actually a Rorschach. Oh. You, can't, you actually see what you want to see, Ken. Damn it. Um, well, Because I, 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 I saw butterflies. So. Weird. I just saw penises. Yeah. I don't know. Whoops. So there's all this weird stuff. Um, and you know, it's this kind of otherworldly place. It's no longer like the attic that he was in. It's like they've, he's gone to the dimension where these Cenobites are, Mm -hmm. which I mean, you can say is hell or some other plane. We don't actually know. Um, but the Cenobites, that's their thing, right? They, they, they have you and they torture you for eternity. Yep. Yep. So that happens right away, which is awesome. Uh, we, we briefly see the Cenobites, um, which is super cool. And then Pinhead gets the box. And he reassembles it. Mm-hmm. And I guess when he reassembles it, then they go away, they have their victim, and then the box gets brought back. Yes. To be brought back into the world again, right? Mm-hmm. Or stays in the world it was yeah, in. Just keeps getting recycled. Yeah. And it seems like a pretty easy to solve puzzle box. Seems like you just gotta you like, push the tap button. on it. You caress it like a <laughs> yeah. like a nip yeah. real quick. That that's that's always been my gripe <laughs> about this box. And someone was like, this is no puzzle. Yeah, it's no. not a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. You just kind of, ooh, I'm going to touch this But thing. if it was a puzzle, the Cenobites would be so bored. They'd be sitting in their other dimension like, shit, these fucking, no, no one's figured it out. Well, I wish yeah. it was just like, in my mind, I think it would be cool if it was just like, uh, you know, the, the, the patterns didn't make sense. Yeah. Right. And so when you oh, twist yeah, it yeah. and make it make sense real, you know, maybe it wasn't super hard, mm-hmm. you know, but I always wanted that. I always wanted the, the puzzle <laughs> to be a puzzle. Right. It, yeah, it's just you, you it's touch just, the button yeah. and it, yeah. and it, and the funny thing is it automatically like opens yeah. the shit by it's itself. Got a little, like, yeah. You don't have to do it. <laughs> it's yeah. It's self-solving. It, yeah, it's just yeah. and and for people who haven't <laughs> seen this movie, it's this little ornate box that's roughly the size of a Rubik's cube, maybe mm-hmm. a little bigger, and it's got like little gold. Yeah, it's cool looking inlay. Yeah, like. It'd be a cool like desktop yeah. paperweight thing, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And then all the dumb people at the office would like push the button. You're like, oh, you don't know what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found on, on Amazon a like a little a, a, a box that's like a little candy box. I, I was I was gonna surprise you guys as a Christmas gift oh, for each of you. Would, would you put little thanks. little penis shaped candies in it for me? <laughs> if I, yeah, for you. I'll take butterflies. <laughs> I'll take butterflies. <laughs> Gummy candy dicks. Yeah. Huh. Sure, I'll, I'll fill them up so <laughs> with whatever, whatever your pleasure is <laughs> or so, pain. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So they, uh, so Larry and Julie. The next scene is Larry and Julie are, are checking out this old house, and we find we find <laughs> out that so Frank has been like. So he's he's he been squatting there. It's not Frank's yeah, house. It's or, their grandmother's house. Yeah. It's okay. Frank yeah. and Larry's. It's established. Yeah, that's that, right. yeah. It's established that they like inherited it somewhat. Yeah. Somehow live there right. in and one just form it, or another. And just to rehash, Larry is married to Julia, but mm-hmm. Julia had a fling with. Frank, yes, which yeah. we see in flashbacks, unbeknownst on Larry. their wedding night. Yes. Yeah, and and by the way, in this, Larry seems like such a good dude in this movie. Yeah, he does. yeah. there's like nothing weird about him. He's just yeah. trying to be a good guy. Yeah, but he, he just, also sucks. Well, it's because he you looks know, like Randy Quaid. Yeah, <laughs> and no. he's probably never done anything cool, like yeah. rented a wave runner. <laughs> probably never smoked weights. a drug in his life. I, he's he's he looks like a real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. he does. Probably no offense to real estate agents, but you know, it, he, uh, what I'm saying, that, it's not his fault that his brother is this cool, edgy drug addict. Right. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I guess that's not his poor, fault. Poor guy. <laughs> so they, they're checking on this house and they start finding Frank's old weird shit. So Julia goes upstairs and he's got like this. Frank had this little porcelain like set of people having sex. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest thing. It's like a. <laughs> What are those things that like people's moms used to collect? Yeah, like like those curio, little like in a curio cabinet. Uh, you know what I'm talking like, about? Yeah, like precious memories. Precious memories. Oh, precious memories. Like, like I had, I had precious, the humping ones. Yeah. <laughs> precious I think my sex grandma memories. Had those. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's it's weird, and like she picks it up and she starts going through his stuff and finds these like they're like Polaroids mm-hmm. yeah. of him doing all this kinky shit with all yeah. these different ladies. Yep. And and Julia feels. Hurt and, and upset. Super dirty ass mattress. Oh, I know. I it's know. so gross. Mattress, there's like pictures. There's like statues of Jesus all over. <laughs> like yeah. holding a head or something. Yeah. So yeah. So weird. so Frank has an obsession with you know Christ statues and imagery, which is interesting, and we'll we'll get into that later in this movie. But there, he has all these weird things, and then in the kitchen, Larry goes in this like kitchen. And there's like worms and roaches yeah. and shit. Yeah. Frank is Maggoty. disgusting. Yep. So he knows he's been there somewhat recently because yeah. there's mm-hmm. food, there's spoiled food, and it's covered in maggots and shit. So, yeah. and he knows that Frank's been squatting there. Have have does this movie establish how long that he's been missing for? I don't not. think so. Well, I don't think they have any track of him since he's just he. I think that that's why they make those comments about like, well, it looks like old Frankie's been here. Yeah, Frankie yeah. boy's Piece been of shit. Yeah, smoking <laughs> hash and taking a shit in the kitchen again. So yeah, so I you know when I was watching it, I got the idea that maybe he'd been gone for quite a, a long time, like mm-hmm. no one had seen him, and I thought that their reaction to finding like like garbage still in the kitchen weird that they're not like oh my god he could still be alive yeah they're not yeah they're not concerned all the yeah they just give like a face like oh that's our frank that's our frank he came here (laughs) that son of a bitch (laughs) yeah so credits roll (laughs) off for his next high (laughs) so So at this point we're introduced to kirsty yeah is that when she comes in is like when they're moving in or is it well she she calls oh that's right she she calls her dad so Kirsty is the the daughter of Larry. Yes. Now Julia is not her mom though because her step mom is dead. stepmom. Yeah. Apparently Larry was married before and had Kirsty. Anyways, Kirsty calls and you know Larry really wants her to stay at the house. Let's be a happy family. And Kirsty's yeah. like, I'm doing fun shit with my friends mm-hmm. and her boyfriend. Yeah. I'm working at the pet store. Yeah, working at the pet store. I'm having fun. But then what's funny about that is like two minutes later she does show up randomly. I'm She's like, like okay. you know, I, yeah. I was bored. I'm so I, I got the feeling that Larry and Julia went there to clean up the house and sell it. And then they decided that they were going to keep it and live in it. And then they convinced 
oh. Kirstie to come live with them. That's Ooh. the vibe I got. I don't know if uh, that yeah. is I don't know accurate, if it, but I don't that's know if the it vibe gets into I got. That too much, but they clearly do move in. Yeah. I thought they were just it. like they found the house and literally loved it because it was his grandma's house, and he's like, Julia, we're this is where we're staying, and she's like, huh? But then when she's found Frank's shit, she's like. Well, maybe Frank's going to come back and yeah. pour hot candle wax all over my body. Yeah. I don't know. Down with this now. Because <laughs> yeah, Frank yeah. was into the freaky shit. So anyways, so they got movers there yep. helping to move. And these Creepiest movers are awesome. Move. They're such assholes. Yeah. They're, I know. They're so rapey. Dickheads. Yeah. They're, they've got this rapey, disgusting, greasy vibe. And of mm-hmm. course, Kirsty shows up and they're like, oh, whoa. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And she like has to like push through them because they got a mattress wedged mm-hmm. between the front door and the, these stairs that go to the attic. Yes. So I just want to add the mover. He he says to Larry, he says, "This your daughter?" Oh, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. Got her mother's got looks, her mother's and Larry look? says, "Her mother's dead." Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's, that's like, right. <laughs> he's all like, "Oh shit." <laughs> But he's still checking her, checking her out. Yeah, yeah, really yeah whatever. Dead, so, so the fu- what I thought was funny is Larry hires these movers, yet he's fucking helping them move I the know. whole time. Yeah, they're the worst <laughs> this, movers ever. This is because Larry's such a good fucking guy. Yeah, tell him. Yep. You guys talk shit he's on my the guy. Every Larry. man. Really. Larry's a fucking cuck. If, if <laughs> well, damn, damn it, I guess he is. Damn it. Yeah. I was just going to say, if he was a yeah. Ghostbuster, he'd be Winston. He's the likable, honest, nice guy. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the everyman. He's oh. the guy we all strive to be. <laughs> so he's Helping sh- your movers. <laughs> by, by the way, I strive to be Frank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we he's, gathered. He's moving the mattress up the stairs, and the movers are pushing, and Larry's at the top of the stairs pulling, and there's this nail sticking out. Yep. And it's a big nail. Mm-hmm. And the funniest scene to me is, so finally they push the mattress and his hand gets wedged between the mattress and the nail and it cuts the shit yeah. out of his hand. There's so yeah. much blood coming so out of that much. It is the sharpest scratch. nail ever. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, for, he's bleeding. I like he goes upstairs and he finds Julia. You know, she's upstairs yeah. thinking about Frank mm-hmm. laying her down. And Larry walks up there, and there's so much blood. And he goes, "How bad is it? I couldn't look." I'm like, I'm like "You're gonna fucking die. You lose some blood." So it's the, fine. It's only seven pints. I know. So the blood starts dripping on the floor. This is the coolest part. Yeah, and and so shit starts to happen when he starts bleeding all over the the floor because that's where Frank opened the puzzle box for the right. first time, and right. it's kind of like this weird. How would you describe how they did it? They like. It's like ooze starts coming up from between the floorboards uh-huh. and the floor starts rattling. And this doesn't happen, by the way, when they're in there. This happens right after, after they, they leave. leave. Yeah, to and go to the hospital. You see like that yeah. human tissue starting to form under mm-hmm. the floorboards really and then the slimy. floorboards yeah. shake and then like all this oozy blood starts like mm-hmm. shooting up out of the nail holes and, and, and organs shit. start growing like together mm-hmm. and then you know so this ooze is forming organs are growing and all of a sudden two bony appendages pop out of the floor yep. <laughs> and it's like a this nasty skeleton but it doesn't have a a, a, a head it's a spine yeah with it's the, just like a formed spine and... with the uh, spinal cord sticking out flayed at the end mm-hmm. and two arms, two arms. so yeah. cool yeah. It's gross. It, it's dumb, kind of dumb looking, but awesome looking at the same time yeah it's extra slimy which I guess might be bone Gel forming into <laughs> hard bone or something. It, it's it's corny and awesome in the same way that when the guy's faces melts off in Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark. It's yep. corny, but it's still awesome. Mm-hmm. R- remind me what what year was this? Eighty seven. Eighty seven. And I think I you know given I think the budget and stuff, 
th- this scene is actually pretty cool. I do. Oh, yeah. it's it's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. It's practical. There's obviously mm-hmm. it's a, all practical effects. Yeah, where, where they're like melting stuff and then filming it in reverse. It looks to like make that. it look like yeah. it's growing. Uh huh. Yeah. And then what I thought was cool and watching it again recently is that the spinal cord comes out of the floor independently of the head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the brain forms and the spinal cord like stabs the brain. Yeah. Into, like, <laughs> That's the, right. It's like, it's so cool. <laughs> and it's, it's such a, I don't know, really imaginative, crazy way to have a kind of a body mm-hmm. resurrected, right? Everything kind of nastily goops back together. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you know, he's kind of this, it's not, it's like a, it's like a rough human form, skeleton yeah. thing. There's cartilage yep. hanging in a brain, and it's awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> that thing forms because the blood hits the floor and can cause, as we t- can tell right away, Frank to come back. So, yeah. and did we? Did they ever say how he breaks out and uses blood to? No, it's nope. just kind of, it's just kind of mentioned. The it's blood, not- the blood brings him back, and he escaped. But yeah, they, they that never, would be kind of a cool. They never say it'd be kind of a cool movie yeah. to see that world and him getting out of it and figuring out. What would be cool is if, yeah, if someone remade made a movie, a prequel that's all about <laughs> Frank yeah. being in this other dimension, figuring out how to escape. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, and yeah. then especially to know what actually happens to Frank afterwards. I've yes. heard about a Pinhead prequel. That had been floated around, but I don't know what stage it's in or if it was killed or what. But I heard something about a pinhead prequel. Yeah, because the lore of this, like, I mean, for me, like, begs to be explored even further. And I totally and I have only seen part two. So oh, you're missing part part three. three, (laughs) That's got camera eye guy and CD head. (laughs) I think I'll binge them all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now remind me, Ken, didn't you read something that, that the blood was supposed to happen a different way? Yes. <laughs> so, and I don't know if this was Clive just being a smart ass or if this is real, but there, there was other, you know, this movie had an X rating when it was originally oh, yeah. cut. As and with most movies at this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, the, and the funny thing is, it's like stuff that they allowed and stuff they didn't seemed all to be, you know, driven by if they liked the director or whatever. Anyways... This scene had some weird stuff. Or this whole movie had stuff cut. But one of the things was th- there was like some, some sodomy play in here with Frank and Julia. Oh, yeah. And Clive Barker said, well, yeah, I'd rather have that than this you know, crazy knife stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just can't imagine being a censor and hearing him say that. Be like, nah, just keep the knife in. Just stab somebody <laughs> to death. <laughs> It's the fourth sodomy. We're just not. We're not there yet. Yeah. yeah when I, so I read that quote again, and you know, I think Clive, you know, just the way I just can't imagine how he said that to the censor, and it's just awesome yeah. that he was like messing with them, or maybe he really intended that, and he just very well might have. But this movie would have been even weirder if he was able. To, <laughs> yeah. Like some of the stuff is stupid. Like when she kills a guy with a hammer, Julia. To help oh, bring yeah. back Frank, he says in one scene he, the hammer busts through the guy, you know, the guy's skull and stays in there. And they right. had to cut that. Oh damn! But it's okay that she just bounces the hammer off his head, breaks his jaw, and then guys get stabbed. So yeah. it's like it also never shows what Frank does to the victims, really. Like he just kind of goes over there and puts his fingers and huddles on uh, over them, and then it cuts away. That's kinda, true. Kind of want to see what he's doing. Maybe it's nastier than I think. Well, I always. <laughs> I was hoping that he would like suck more essence out of them. Yeah. You know, than he does. Mm-hmm. But any, yeah. So anyways, Chris, 
Yes, there was other stuff. <laughs> so this this is us, uh, Clyde Barker. We we want the X-rated version. Yes, release the X-rated version. Yeah, because yeah, he filmed it and everything. Right. So that footage is out there. <laughs> that th- this whole crazy nasty scene happens, and then it cuts to a dinner party. Yeah, in strong Beetlejuice vibes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Did they, were they eating shrimp cocktail? Yeah. Well, when it cuts to that dinner scene, I'm like, I, I don't know. I guess just the juxtaposition, whatever that word is, juxtaposition. Of a nasty ass human being formed to then dinner party, that's very Beetlejuice. And, yeah. and, and everyone's hammered and drinking and having yeah. fun. Everyone but Julia, and she's sitting there just thinking about Frank. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, Frank. Oh Frank. And you know, Kirsty's there, and she's hammered, and she's with her boyfriend. Yeah. That guy's boyfriend, and he's like, oh. Steve. He's a classic Steve. <laughs> he looks like a Steve. Drinking my ass off. So they're all hammered, and Julia gets up totally awkwardly, and she's like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to a party where someone does this, but it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, very like, awkward. Well, the, the fuck they're out. having problems in their marriage, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so awkward. You're like, oh. God. And, you know, they, they try to be funny. They're like, oh, don't leave. And then, you know, Larry looks at her. He's like, oh, shit. And yep. she's like, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. he like, because she kisses, like, two of the guests. And then instead yeah. of kissing her own husband, she's like, all right. Yep. See you, later. See you later. I'm going to attic to think about your brother who I've been having an affair with for 20 years, you idiot. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, I'm glad the buzzkill left. No, seriously. Like, they're telling more jokes when she leaves. Like, ah. She leaves. And, you know, right after that, Kirsty leaves, right? Or mm-hmm. she doesn't see Frank yet at this point. No, not yet. I think Kirsty no, and her boyfriend. No, leave. I'm wrong. I lie. She leaves. And she goes up to the attic. Yeah. So yep. Kirstie's still at, is getting hammered at the party. And mm. she walks in the attic. And this is really cool because as she walks in this dark, creepy room, you hear the sound of a heartbeat. Just oh, doop, that's doop, right. Doop, yep. doop, doop. And you're like, oh, shit, this is creepy. Mm-hmm. And then she walks in and all of a sudden, like this gooey <laughs> Frank guy, like grabs her leg. He like, Or first he crawls towards yeah, her. He and he crawls. Creepy, it's really like, scary. Ah. <laughs> that part scared me. <laughs> and then he grabs her leg and he's like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. And she's like, who are you? And then he tells her that, you know, he's Frank. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, shit, Frank, you're not looking great, but that's okay. <laughs> right? Like she's instantly yeah. like yeah. shocked, but like okay with it. She's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll go with this. And, and We've had yeah, some I good can, times. I can work with uh, yeah. whatever you got going on down there. And back to the acting thing. I think the, the actress, she does a great job in making this scene kind of believable. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, if some deformed cartilage monster was telling me it was somebody that, that yeah, I hadn't I'm seen in five years. Off right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm kicking the shit out of it. I'm yeah. running. I'm not talking to it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, oh Frank. Oh, Frank, it's you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But I love that he's like, look away. I'm hideous. <laughs> he does like the classic. Like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look at me. But then he keeps going, help me. Well, like, oh, make up your fucking mind. I got to look at you. Yeah, yeah, like help me, but don't look at me. Yeah. So... <laughs> So she, she's she's all about it. Then we see Kirsty walks out of the party hammered. She's yeah. like p- putting her hands against the wall because she's drunk. And she goes to the bathroom. And as she's coming out of the bathroom, she runs into Julie on the stairs. Mm-hmm. And it's really mm-hmm. awkward. And you're like, ugh. Yeah. They don't really get along. You're like, I thought you were going to bed. What are you doing all the way upstairs? Yeah, why are you in the attic? This weird stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> and Julie is just kind of like. Does Julie even have a line or she just look at her like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) If she does, it's not important. Yeah. Yeah, So we can tell right there that there is a lot of tension um, with essentially with Julie and everyone in that family. Mm -hmm. They're just not getting along because she can't get over Frank. 
Yeah. So then the next scene is is Kirsty and her boyfriend are out walking the town. Mm-hmm. And they're having a good time. The funny thing is that they're walking in the seediest part of town. Oh, yeah, they yeah, I remember. I'm like, where are they walking? <laughs> yeah. It's like they're not walking like on the pier, like going to you know no, they're like get cotton candy and hot subway dogs. or something. Yeah. yeah, and as they're walking, there's this creepy bearded homeless guy that's like mm-hmm. eyeing them up, especially Kirsty. He's like, ah, yeah. ah. and they just look at him like, oh, gross. Yeah, no big deal. Let's go make out in the shitty subway. Yeah, yeah. and then that's that's the scene. Yeah, and that's the end. <laughs> then of the we homeless cut, guy for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Then we cut <laughs> to Julia, who's awake in bed, um, with Larry, and she's having dreams about Frank's fetishes and the way he mistreats her. Mm-hmm. She loves it. She, this is the the wedding dress dream. Oh, this is where the, we oh, see yeah. the wedding She's dress. Like, oh, yeah. Larry, Larry <clears throat> ate, ate some bad oysters, so he, he'll be disposed for a while. And she you know? had dead, I made up the oyster she part. She has dead fish Larry laying next to her, so she has to run upstairs to see uh, oh. Juicy Frank. Juicy Frank. <laughs> See again, juicy friend. Poor Larry. She's very comfortable with his fluids. He's There's covered, just more of them now. He's covered in thick cranberry juice. <laughs> so uh, this is when when Julia agrees to get Frank blood, so he'll be whole again. So Frank kind of tells her what's up and convinces her, "Hey, I'm gonna need some some blood." Mm-hmm. Yep. And Julia's like, "I don't know if I can do it, but I don't know if I can be away from." Your hot body. And yeah. So she agrees. You're looking, you're looking good, right? And now. I honestly <laughs> thought to myself, I'm like, okay. You cut a, a hand was cut. That much blood got him like halfway there. Yeah, just, I thought this cut your movie. Just yeah. Cut three, your fucking yeah. hand. The portions were all wrong. Dudes and <laughs> he still yeah. Didn't. Yeah. yeah, the the math doesn't add up. I think it must be the skin, guys. It's the skin yeah. that's the hardest. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. It takes a lot to grow skin. <laughs> it it's does. the largest organ in the body, guys. Although Not it tears, his, the more you know, his <laughs> tears like it fucking... tears mighty easy, yeah. <laughs> but it like, doesn't grow back easy. It's like tissue paper. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's funny. I wrote a note that says Julia likes Frank's freaky shit. <laughs> exclamation point! Exclamation point! That's for, your note. For That's you're my drunk. note. I put an asterisk by it too. That's, that was an important note. I'm glad you <laughs> That's fit a good it in note. there. So that make was a sure good, uh, you point note. out, guys. I'm I'm very. Uh, Integral to this podcast with my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christy, uh, we, we cut her dreaming about finding, and this is a really great scene. You know, we, we're making fun of this movie quite a bit, but, you know, it, it is actually believable, Julia's feelings for Frank. Yeah. And then this dream that Christy has is really cool because she's walking in this room mm-hmm. and there's this body under a sheet and there's like feathers. Oh, that's right. Floating all through the room. Vitamin time, guys. Sorry. God damn it, Doug. Hang on, we got to pause the podcast so Doug can take vitamins. <laughs> Vitamin D. So there's this awesome dream sequence, and feathers are fl- are floating, and there's this corpse covered with with a sheet. Now, does anyone know what that means? Mm-mm. How does that fit in the movie? Because I didn't get it. I totally forgot about it. Yeah, honestly, like it's it's this great slow motion shot, but mm-hmm. I don't understand what what it means. I understand when she pulls the sheet off and sees that it's her her mutilated father yeah. he sits up like ah! but i still don't understand why what significance it had to this movie i just figured it was more character building in her um her relationship with her dad yeah, and yeah about just him. just yeah how close they are and so close enough that she can foreshadow some some death yeah <laughs> with him but some yeah because yeah, it's some brutalization mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't read into it any further than that though i mean i i know that like you know back then 80s horror was not like a respected genre no 
And so, like, you know, it could have also been a budget thing where they're like, oh, we want snow. And they're like, well, the studio's like, you can have some fucking feathers because we got a bunch of those. We got a big bucket of feathers. The director uh, threw just, out some down pillows he had for 20 years. You can use those. We just happened to have extra from this tar and feathering we came from. <laughs> right. So, jeez. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't get it, but it's, it, it is a cool scene. It, mm-hmm. it seemed kind of just thrown in there, but I think you're right, Josh, that it establishes yeah. uh, Christie's strong relationship with her dad because she's the only person in this movie that thinks he's a decent human being mm-hmm. and the only person in, besides me in this whole podcast that thinks the same thing, <laughs> assholes. So Did I sway you guys? He's fine. I think he's, he's, I think he's great. He's I'd awesome. be his friend. I'd go to his... House so party. When, you, when you have a dream that you find your dad under a sheet and <clears throat> mangled, what do you do? You call your dad when you wake up. Yeah. yeah. She, that's what she does. Like a good kid. She's a good, dad, she's I'm worried. She's a good human. Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried about you, dad. So, so then she, you know, she wants to check on him. So then we cut to Julia going to this swanky, kick-ass 80s bar. Now, yeah. the only problem with this bar is that Susudio is not playing by Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the aesthetic like, that I get. Yeah. High this is 80s. 80s cocaine. Yes. Vice City. Culture. American yeah. Psycho. Vice City. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I kind of felt like it's like 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> oh, know? for sure. That's the feeling I Absolutely. got. Absolutely. Like, Who the hell are all these people at the bar? She's got her yeah. big giant glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's sitting there. She's, she's trying. She's looking as hot as she can. She's got that awesome '80s Zool hair, yeah. right? That yeah. Zool, yes. that hard yeah, hair. That's great. She's got the makeup looking as good as she can. And you know, there's this there's this business guy who'd probably, like you said, Chris, been up all night on cocaine, listening to Phil Collins. <laughs> she does look like she came straight out of the cover of the self-titled Heart album. Yes, there it is. Wow. <laughs> See, this is why Doug's part of the podcast. Yes. And if you if she you guys don't right listen to Heart, it. check it out. Yeah, yeah. Self titled Heart album. Tell me she doesn't look, come right off that cover. She ends up, you know, the guy's like, "Hey, baby," or whatever. He's some stupid pickup line. Oh, he's like, "You drinking alone?" And she's oh, like, yeah, oh. that's right." And so she she's got him right. Mm-hmm. And so they go back to her her husband's grandparents place yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. and she gets him inside and all of a sudden this guy kind of turns into this weird loser creep yeah he which, gets really rapey yeah right away and <laughs> mm-hmm. like you can tell and, and i really like that she's not really playing it hard like like she's into it which is what i really like about the sequence with the yeah. men she brings back she's uncomfortable she doesn't like this piece of shit she, she's not into it yeah. but she's playing it the part so she can get some of that hot Frank action. <laughs> yeah. yeah, her addiction is not to humping. Her addiction is Frank. Yeah, she's she doesn't obsessed. Like, yeah, she's, if, she's not into this. If this Frank's really like, let's play chess, story. she's yeah. like, I'll yeah. play chess with you all day, Frank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever you want to do. So she just loves Frank. It's a love story. <laughs> this is yeah. This yeah. This is this a rom com? She's misunderstood. <laughs> it's a very misunderstood yeah. film. It is like it's yeah. It's film very soap opera ish with a lot of gore yeah. like it's, it is uh-huh. absolutely you know luckily that house is old and kind of sketchy and shitty looking mm-hmm. because if they had a bigger budget and had this really nice house this movie would be way different yeah but this this house is like a real looking house it's got mm-hmm. crappy decorations it's got the old kind of ugly colored hardwood stuff yeah so it's it's a good setting uh-huh. and so she gets this guy up into the attic right and again, he's getting really rapey, and he's like, "Why don't you, you know, sh- take your shirt off?" And she's yeah. like, "Why don't you take your pants off?" Yeah, <laughs> and, and remember, like, they'd have a lot of drinks, so 
Oh yeah, so he's yeah, like he when leaves I was getting to go to take that. a piss. No, that's right. Well, he also made a comment. He's like, ah, it's not working. I gotta, I gotta take a leak. <laughs> and so when he's there's blockage. <laughs> yeah, when when he's going to do that, she locks the door. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Now there's this awesome stainless steel like hammer on the wall. <laughs> yep. And she pulls it out and cracks the shit out of this guy with it, and like essentially murders his ass yeah. with a hammer. Legends. It's with brutal. A it's awesome. Yeah. Like she like she hits him in the jaw. Like his jaw like breaks oh, open. Right, yeah. Like it's it's a really great gory, uh-huh. yeah. and it's not corny looking. It looks mm-hmm. legit. Oh, the make is great. So he's all effed up and laying on the ground, and that's when Frank comes out and he's like, "Ah, get out of here! Me, like, Don't look at me!" <clears throat> and he that? sucks the <laughs> essence and juice out of this dude off camera. Yeah, we, you hear that? Like you said, Josh, we don't get to see it, which is that yeah. gurgling, <laughs> draining noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We kind of <laughs> like see has it. a stray as a tiny straw <laughs> that he pulled from a Capri Sun. It should do like the slurp. <laughs> So, so Julia gets blood on her, and she's she's actually disturbed by this. She goes in the bathroom to clean up, and she's got like blood on her face. Yeah, and she's 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 twisted about it. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't want to murder a guy, but you know, again, back to the Frank thing. She she needs Frank. So she's in the the bathroom washing up. We see Frank again, and all of a sudden he looks like uh, he looks like one of those anatomy. Yeah, the like yeah. drawings, yeah. like uh-huh. from like your textbook, the inside like, out guy. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> the inside out guy. Yeah, and it, it's it looks good, but it's stupid at the mm-hmm. same time. I mean, it's extra wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's only slightly more human from draining all the blood and goo from a this whole guy. Human. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like his like progression into a human again is not consistent. That's no. another thing. I'm like, maybe he needs family blood maybe we gotta get larry to come spill a little bit more go cut his foot (laughs) (laughs) that's that's true yeah so larry comes home and he's like he's singing he's all excited like to be home because he's tacky and he's knocking on the door and she's trying to clean blood off her face yeah she's like covered (laughs) yeah and then he says that that really weird line he goes he goes you want a cookie little girl (laughs) what I'm like, Larry, dude, I really, I really like you, Larry, but you got to cut that out of your repertoire, dude. I actually got that tattooed. <laughs> you like, yeah. want a cookie, little really? girl? <laughs> so, Josh, maybe you have a point, though. Maybe because it's closer in DNA, Yeah, Larry's blood helps him. It'll construct him better, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's in the bathroom, and he says, some, you know, Larry says dumb stuff, and she's just like, no. I'm 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 indisposed. I ate some bad shrimp or whatever yeah. she says. So she goes back up to the attic and Frank's up there, like I said, looking like an anatomy figure. And he starts for the first time. We we get a mention of the cenobites mm-hmm. that they're called cenobites. That's right. Oh, okay. Does he say it this he time? He says, mm-hmm. "What does cenobites mean?" No idea. I didn't look it up. I was looking to Doug for this uh, one. I don't know. I would, yeah, I was planning on one of you guys. Actually. This is why Doug shouldn't be part of the podcast. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know how to like spell it. C E C E N N. It's like cine, like cinnabuns, but cinnabites. C E N O B I T E S. Yeah. If any listeners knows what cinnabites are supposed to be, holler at us because yeah. we, we don't know. What do we got? He may have just made it up because it sounds cool. Okay, so it's a new or recent member of a Greek monastic religious order. Wow. A, oh, cool. Uh, a monk who lives in a religious community rather than in solitude. Okay, and then a torturous creature made uh, famous by Hellraiser. Oh. I mean, it could just be. This is just pulling a word out of wicked Greek bullshit and yeah. just throwing it on, just tacking it on. Well, at That's least cool. they weren't called like Trojans. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, the Trojans are here. <laughs> hell so men. Oh, the the hell guys. Yeah, right. 
So yeah, so Frank mentioned Cenobites, um, and that's you know the first time we hear that term, and and he talks about how he needs to get away before they find out he has slipped them. Yeah, this is where we we find out he actually escaped. Right, and it seems like he's probably you know the way this movie goes, the first person ever to get away from mm-hmm. the Cenobites. Like, yeah, they don't they don't you know people don't get lost in their watch. Seems that way. Yeah. So then we cut to to Kirsty working at a shitty pet store it's it's like the pet store that uh, is dead this is a dead (laughs) it it, it reminds me of the pet store from the rocky movies when what's Uh her name works at the pet store it's like this shitty little tiny i'm like no one's buying anything from this place (laughs) and yet there's people and they're like oh how much is the fish food i'm like no one's (laughs) so she's in there and all of a sudden we see that creepy bum guy again is in the store and he's looking at her she walks over to be like hey get the hell out of here and he's got his hand in like the crickets Uh uh-huh like, you know, they feed crickets to shit. I don't know what they feed it to. Lizards and shit. Yeah. And so he's eating the crickets and she's like, ah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. all of a sudden the boyfriend shows up and the bum's gone. Just like that. Crickets and all out of there. So, Chris, you're, you're familiar with how movies are made somewhat. Is there a cricket guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like who handles Get me the insects? cricket guy. The cricket um, handler. I, yeah, I don't and know. Like, those I mean, are actor crickets like because they for sure don't like... They don't show them being killed. But I'm like, I bet, I bet that there's a cricket guy. No crickets were harmed. So proud right now. I, I want to I learn to be a cricket handler yeah. Yeah. on big budget Hollywood films. Well, like in Hereditary, they had a, an ant guy. I think for everything in a movie, there's a guy. Yeah. Right, Chris? Yeah, I would. I mean, I would think so. Back then, it, it probably wasn't as like, I mean, they probably just got who they could, who could wrangle yeah. up enough crickets. <laughs> but uh you like, know i i you know the it, it all just, guy from the suburbs yeah. that just has bugs in his basement. <laughs> i'm more familiar with just like animal wranglers but mm. you know that just may just be props props guys like mm. go to a, a store pick up some crickets they and, just went down to the animal arc and got a shoebox full of crickets <laughs> yeah because that's, <laughs> that's not like a hard and, and no one's gonna be like you know upset with you for killing a bunch of crickets like that's How that's not dare illegal, you? Right? Yeah. i'm a cricketist I'm just yeah, fuck crickets <laughs> I was hoping there would be like some like yeah oh yeah we get in you know like bug specialist and he grows the crickets for the film no it's just some guy so we the bum leaves whatever Julia brings home another dude and and this is this this the second this is the second guy mm-hmm. it's kind of there's not any backstory all of a sudden they're just no, in, just, in yeah, the house and she's like yeah she's like she's got it down after the first one. She gets him upstairs right away. And they could almost play the montage music from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, that's yeah. why I felt when he's feeding. <laughs> yeah, she smashes his head with the hammer again, and you know Frank eats him. Now the funny thing is, after Frank eats this guy, he somehow looks worse. Well, yeah, he's, and he's yeah. dressed. Yeah, yeah. All, he's got clothes. Yeah, it, all it gave clothes. him was a suit this time. Yeah. He like grew a suit. <laughs> He looks like Frank. the anatomy guy with more blood. Yeah, and he's wearing a, a cheesy collared shirt. Yeah, if I were him, I would demand sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, and, then he, and then he's smoking a cigarette. He's like, I can taste yeah, this. Can... Oh, yeah, he's like, the nerves are growing back. I feel, well, that's I taste. Bo- yeah, that was before because he was telling Julia, you need to get me another one. I'm in so much pain because oh, my yeah. nerves mm-hmm. are starting to work again. And now he's like, my lungs have grown back. Let's fuck them up (laughs) as quickly as possible. Carcinogens. I need carcinogens now. (laughs) You know, it was also probably a worse carcinogen in that scene than that cigarette was Julia's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Aquanet in there. Yeah. God. So, yeah, Frank looks worse. And then we cut kind of abruptly to Julia and Larry are watching boxing in their living room. 
They're watching a boxing match, and you know, Larry makes a comment to the effect, "Oh, I didn't know you liked this. It's pretty violent, this. or whatever." And she's like, "Well, you know, I just smashed a guy with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I desensitized no, myself this week. Yeah, yeah, right, pretty In much. Fact, uh, Larry, you're a pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knocked two guys out cold and murdered them. So boxing isn't shit. No, she she doesn't say anything. She just looks uncomfortable. So then they hear this noise upstairs, and Larry's like, "Oh no, no, I'm going to be the big man and check it out. It's probably." It's probably the storm, and, and Julia's trying to convince him. She even kisses him. She's like, oh, yeah. stay here. I'll be back. And he, Larry's like, well, you're kissing me weird. Let's go check out that shit upstairs because <laughs> yeah. he's clueless. So they, they go upstairs and skirting around Frank, and Frank's waiting in the closet at this point, and Julia's afraid that Larry's going to see him. Mm-hmm. So Julia starts coming on to Larry, Yep. and Frank's watching. So Julia's on her back in the bed, and she can see the closet, and Frank's gooey <laughs> collared shirt ass is hiding in the closet. Just sitting there watching. Right. And so Larry's finally showing that he's like, ah, finally. You yeah. know, and he's trying to do his thing. And fucking Frank comes out with a goddamn switchblade. Yeah. <laughs> Where a, the hell did this And a switch- rat. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he he's got a dead rat, rat in his he's hand. He's like, you want some? Because <laughs> part of the movie, I, I, don't, I don't get. I don't get why. It doesn't make sense. Did he yeah. not kill Larry because it's his brother or because Julia's like, no, don't kill him. Well, it, he had the rat because when Larry goes upstairs, he see he thinks it's rats. Right. And then we see a bunch of rats nailed to the wall. Right. So that still doesn't he, help me. With then this he came scene. down. Then he came down with the rat. I still don't grasp this part. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, so it's a mess. It, it's funny because, you know, Larry, again, is trying to, to you know, to get busy because Julia's like, oh, yeah, let's go up to the bedroom. She's kissing him. Then she sees that Frank is not going to stab him. And by the way, Frank just cuts like the, the rat's yeah, he, throat he real just quick. He kind of yeah. cuts a piece out, like flays it. He's two feet from Larry. And then he slowly turns around and walks back in the closet. And then all of a sudden, Julia's like, Larry, get off me. I think my notes here were, Frank is a dick. Because, <laughs> like, they have this, this plan. Okay, she's going to keep bringing him bodies. But he, now he's just, like, fucking shit. He's, he's fucking with the program. I, fucking I, her shit I, put, I wrote, Frank doesn't have the nerve to kill his brother, question mark. <laughs> right? I don't but know. Then we... Well, not to well, get ahead. Well, he knows he'll be doghoused by we'll get Julia. There. We'll get there. But that, yeah, it's it's a mess. Well, Julia's a total dead fish, and Frank cockblocks Larry. It, it it's yeah. just nothing is working. <laughs> everything is against everything in that scene. And yeah, it's, I agree. It's a it's I I don't I think it's a pointless scene. It doesn't really establish anything. Mm-hmm. All it does is build tension more so with uh, yeah, Julia and Larry because you don't know what he's gonna do. So mm-hmm. the next scene, you know, is. Christy and Larry are at a Chinese restaurant. So Christy's with her dad and she's kind of actually Larry kind of opens up that he's been having problems with Julia mm-hmm. and he wants the family to kind of get together. And it's kind of a cool little Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was just, yeah. lo- I was just looking at the shit in the background. And I was like, this, uh, they're not saying anything. I'd go there. Yeah. So then we, we, uh, did you think this movie was cut up pretty abruptly, Chris, by the way? The yeah. Editing? Like it's like yeah. very choppy. Like all of a sudden. The pacing of this movie is crazy. Yeah, yes. it kind of makes. I feel like it's kind of hard to talk about because it's just kind of cut up. It's a yeah. blistering pace. <laughs> yeah, there's shit happening every every sec every thirty seconds. It's got a slow setup and then just boom, 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 scene, scene, scene of just I don't know. And it, it yeah, it's poorly edited. I think. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they ran into issues. I mean, it sounds like you know we already know there were a lot of you know explicit issues that right. that were cut out and stuff. So it it doesn't surprise me that it ended up being chopped 
chopped up. Mm-hmm. Well, I did read that there was actually two editors and one editor wasn't credited. So when that happens, oh. Chris, is, is that usually they bring in another editor? Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's definitely definitely could have happened. Yeah, someone could have started it and then yeah, they got fired for doing yeah, coke. I think at this moment we're like, <laughs> oh, it was here's the new editor because now it's like, try to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> we then cut to, to Frank arguing with Julia because Frank needs yet another body. And Julia's like, look, Frank, you know, you got a little bit of blood on the floor and you're practically whole. Now I killed two dudes <laughs> and you look the same. Yeah. Like, you got a shirt, like you said, Chris. I think now he has a taste for blood and he's just fucking with Julia. And Julia, at this point, she doesn't like to do it. She wants Frank back, but at the same, t- same time, she doesn't want to be a murderer, mm-hmm. right? Even though she's gotten kind of cold and calculated and good at it, she yeah. doesn't want to do it. But Frank, like you said, being her drug, yeah. convinces her to do it. So. Mm-hmm. She brings another guy home. Now, this time as she's bringing this guy home, which, by the way, she brings the guys home, not at night, but like in the middle of the day. day. Well, maybe because Larry's at work. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess. I mean, Larry's such a putz. She could just give him a vodka soda and go do whatever she wanted. (laughs) That's true. So (laughs) Christy is coming to see her dad and accidentally sees Julia bringing this dude to the house. So Mm -hmm. Christy's like, that bitch cheating on my dad. And so she's pissed. It's like Julia's much less nervous and she's more sinister, and she more brutally sets this this third guy up. Like you can see, like she's becoming. Oh yeah, she's, she's a, becoming worse. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. She still is reluctant, but now she she knows what she's doing. She's calculated. This guy has no clue what he has coming to him. <laughs> so, and, and in this scene, Julia looks like Grace Slick era st- or Starship era Grace Slick. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The padded shoulders. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's got that the power stance. Like, uh-huh. like I wouldn't mess with her. Yeah. She, she gets this poor guy to come with her. And, you know, Kirstie comes in the house and she's hearing the commotion. And so, you know, obviously this guy almost escapes um, because the hammer thing didn't go as well. He sees Frank. He's freaked out. Mm-hmm. And Kirstie's in downstairs and she hears it. And she actually ends up seeing the sucked dry victim. They're in an attic, right? But the mm-hmm. attic has three doors. It's a really weird. <laughs> it is a weird house. house. Such a strange house. Yeah, like when you watch it, I, I, I spent the whole movie trying to figure out how the hell you get to the upstairs and why there's the three doors and what the, mm-hmm. why the attic is on the same level as rooms that aren't the attic. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I never lived in a house that old. <laughs> Whatever. So this this sucked dry guy falls like out of the door at her. And she's like, oh! Just, I guess it's supposed to be a jump scare. It didn't get me. Then Frank is like there, and he Just essentially... Come to daddy. Yeah. yeah. Come to daddy. And so you can creepy. tell that maybe like he had tried stuff with her when she was a kid. Probably. Like he's a really unsavory piece of shit. Yeah. And so he kind of comes at her, and she... But Christy's a badass, and she's like, no, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. And so she's fighting him, mm-hmm. and she's tough. And she gets him back into the attic. He's like, he wants to kill her. Mm-hmm. Now, where's Julia when all this is going on? By the way, she's like just letting it happen. She thinks she is. She's yeah. reapplying Aquanet to her hair. Oh yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah. She, she's looking at at a, at a yeah at a copy of Ghostbusters to see how yeah. Zool does her, does her hair. Killing bills. Is it high enough? Yeah. So she's fighting him and, and kicking his ass. And she, like, hits him in the stomach and, like, rips some of his guts out. Mm -hmm. And he feels the pain, so he drops to his knees. And she's smart enough to see that puzzle box. Yeah. She picks it up and chucks it out the window. And he does the, you know, the stereotypical, (gasps) no! (laughs) (laughs) And then she escapes, and she's also smart enough on the way out. She grabs it. She grabs it. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not stupid. She's like, these people are insane. 
actress. She's the best. So then she's staggering like through the city again, the same shitty part of town. Yeah, and the and nuns fucking ignore her. Yeah, she walks. She's obviously <laughs> in trouble. She's all bloodied, and two nuns pass her, and they just look at her, and she just keeps walking. And now you can see like reality catching up to her. She just saw a guy that was had all his essence sucked out of him, mm-hmm. and her uncle was you know alive with no skin and she had to fight him and it's like she's slowly deteriorating as she's walking and she finally just passes out yep like right on the street and i love when all the people rush to help her it's like the village people help her there's like the construction (laughs) worker the police (laughs) officer you know what i mean i'm like oh that's awesome um where are we gonna take her well the ymca of course of course (laughs) because it's fun to stay there doug that's what i hear so christy awakens in the hospital uh, and there's the creepiest doctor ever yeah you guys notice that oh yeah it's like the lead singer of the commodores walks in but an uncool version of lionel (laughs) richie he looks just like lionel richie (laughs) and he's super like i just found the performance strange and i didn't understand why they made him that really weird like i almost questioned whether or not this whole thing was a dream like i I think it did actually happen but it's really dreamy and out of place what this was whole it, scene. so was that an insane asylum or a hospital i think I it was know. just a hospital yeah. worst looking but, hospital ever because yeah. it locks her in yeah. yeah it was like in the soviet union <laughs> it, it's right, right right next door where you get your t-shirts from yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's in bodega bay it's in bodega bay this is american apparel i'll have you know okay which is out of business you did not buy enough yeah, of their this shirts. is an antique by the way just to uh, reiterate chris is dressed like uh, an eastern Bloc uh, communist right now his shirt was made uh, in 1957 um, in a old uh, munitions factory. So it's a it's a blue deep blue. V. Yeah. A deep V. Yeah. It <laughs> is pretty deep. It's my my eyes are up here. Yeah. Uh, Doug. Okay, my it's eyes hard are to up focus here. on this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, this it's really weird, and it looks like it's not from the 80s. It looks like it's from the 50s, right? Yeah. Like it's a really strange set. My I just shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your shirt, shirt looks new. But oh, we're back to the movie. Back Sorry. to the movie. Oh, okay, but it's like I, I back to the budget thing. I just think they didn't have budget to put together a modern-looking hospital. Yeah. I think they found a room that had white walls, and they're like, you know what? Let's get a dresser. Uh, Bob, get your bed, yep. and then I'm going to hang a bag of fluid on the wall. <laughs> Hospital done. Well, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of these, yeah, were were built. You know, the house was probably a soundstage. So, um, so Clive probably just built this himself. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's just those cameras, the lights, everything were so um, they're so heavy, so big. They took so much energy that um, you really couldn't shoot a lot of stuff on location. Hmm. Um, you had you usually had to shoot in a studio that could handle all that stuff and be quiet, quiet oh, enough yeah. to shoot. So um, nowadays a lot of things are shot on location because you can, the cameras are smaller, you know, we're, right. and all that stuff. But um, so, yeah, I could be wrong. It could be a location they found. I uh, It, it doesn't, it looks like a shitty set. Yeah. yeah it's weird. Especially with the wall opening up stuff they yeah. have to do later. So yeah, she's in this awful looking hospital room. And what do you do when you're locked in a hospital room with, with the, you know, the puzzle box? You start messing with it. You, you press the button and it solves itself. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do. So she presses the button. It solves itself. And, you know, when you solve the box, who shows up? The Cenobites. And so Chatter is the first one to appear. And Chatter is my favorite Cenobite. By the way, does everyone have a favorite Cenobite? Yeah, Mine's the, Chatter. The penis. Penis with sunglasses. Oh. <laughs> Butterball. Butterball. Yeah. Oh, Pinhead, of course. Pinhead, yeah. Chris. Yeah, I'm more Pinhead for sure. <clears throat> Two Pinheads, a Butterball, and a Chatter. Well, right. you don't see the Cenobites immediately. Because when yeah, she get does that scorpion the, thing first. Yeah, she does the puzzle box and then that 
the hallway wall opens oh, up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought hallway. she saw the Cenobites You get first. a little and taste she... of the alternate dimension. Yeah, because yeah, oh, she starts walking down the yeah, hallway and you dang. hear like what sounds cool like a puppet. baby screaming and crying. Yeah, so a wall opens right. up. Yeah, she walks through it. It's this hallway that looks like it goes on forever. And it's really creepy. And you're right, Doug. She hears a baby crying. And then she sees what's actually known as the engineer, which is an upside down scorpion creature that is clearly a guy using his hey, arms, see, his legs to you run. You can see like his when he's silhouetted, <laughs> like you can see it's a dude. Yeah, he's like just running his arms on the wall. with like no. with a big like demon face on his wiener area. <laughs> it's just wiener. So it, you know th- th- this, yeah. It, it's, it, it's yeah. really cool. It's, it's an cool upside puppet. down, like wall walking scorpion <laughs> monster thing. Piranha face. It's yeah. called the engineer. It's huh? called the engineer. Oh. That thing constructs things. It can. Cons- I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd Ask Clive Barker. <laughs> Clive. Let me what get is him the on engineer? the horn here. Hey, Clive. <laughs> I, I definitely feel like, and I think we touched on this. This is definitely like. I think in a lot of ways this film was proof of concept for something for, you know, world building and all oh, that yeah, stuff. So, sure. you know, I, I think it's in, when you said that it had a name, I was like, okay, yeah. that's, that's interesting. I think yeah. he had a backstory for this thing. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, the, it's not a great prop. I mean, it, it's, it's cool because it's, it's, it's a puppet with a dude. <laughs> and I mean, it, when I was a kid, it, it was pretty terrifying, Yeah, but it, it doesn't hold up. Um, it's still interesting because it's a different type of creature design. But anyways, it chases Christy all the way. F- and it's an extra long chase. It's like an extra 20 seconds <laughs> yeah. of almost getting her. Yep. Yeah. And then she gets back into the room and then the wall is closed. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like weird. It's, does, does a blood start going in her IV bag? Before yeah, this? that's mm-hmm. when the IV bag starts filling up. With okay, blood. Yeah, then all this weird shit happens. Her IV bag explodes. And then... The Cenobites show up and Chatter's the first one on the scene. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Chatter is a Cenobite that has his lips sewed back so you can just see his teeth Mm -hmm. and he has no face and he just makes a Chatter sound. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's really cool looking. Like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't look corny. None of the Cenobites look corny. Yeah. They all look great. They all look cool. It's even now if, like, Chatter walked in, you'd be like, oh, that's that's a great, you know, great makeup. I I used to doodle really violent like hell creatures in like middle school and stuff and i'm pretty sure i've doodled chatter just oh, awesome just pulling him out of my awesome. out of my ass too like i love this kind of shit yeah he yeah. and he walks right up to kirsty and with his two middle fingers he shoves him in her mouth yeah. like he's grabbing oh, her God, and it's really that. rapey and scary mm-hmm. and it makes that whole sequence like you're like oh shit like mm-hmm. these guys mean business i can just see like the actors like so do i go and like strangle her and Clive's yeah, Clive's like, like, no, put your fingers no, in No, make mouth. it more sexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put your fingers in her mouth. Well, and how Two would you, fingers. And how would you like Don't to, be shy. How would you like to be either of the actors there? How would you like to be... You know what I mean? That would just be an awkward scene to have to do 25 times. I know. Would you, would you please put some mint on your fingers? <laughs> yeah, can you wash your fucking hands this time? <laughs> Jesus. So he, he grabs her like that, and then he's kind of got her in a headlock, and... You know, Pinhead asked her about the box, and then he explains who he is and, and what they are. And essentially, the Cenobites are explorers in the further regions of experience. Yeah. So Demons to some, angels to others. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, and there, he is, essentially, there are these beings that are, are searching other things, and their pleasure is pain, and everything is blurred. So all... You know, all the like you talk about addictions, all these mm-hmm. things that people suffer with is what they enjoy. Mm-hmm. 
And that's their whole reason to exist is to trap people and to do these things to them for pleasure. Yep. I love in this part where I don't necessarily love that Christy's crying, but she's crying in this part. <laughs> but I love what Pinhead says to her as oh, she's crying. No. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, she right. says, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Yeah, right. <laughs> and his voice um, is super. It's awesome. Like he's got one of my favorite voices in mm-hmm. horror when he says these lines. Yeah, it's great. It's got this. I don't know if there's an effect on it's it. It's so dry and monotone how yeah. he delivers yeah. it. We have such sights to yeah. show you. I mean, it's just. What is that actor's name again? Doug Bradley. Yeah, so he is very stoic and very uh, imposing. Mm-hmm. He's one of those people that I just imagine when he's in a room, he, he, he kind of commands it. the room. Yeah. Just Because as this character, remember, he's wearing five hours worth of makeup, mm-hmm. and yet his everything comes across. Yeah. And that's just his performance, even when he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Pinhead's so scary. I watched this with Chrissy last night, and she's like, She's like, oh, he's scary as hell. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's. I don't think he's scary because I think he's awesome. But she's like, yeah, he's he's scary, and I'm like, that's he's so imposing. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. Funny side note about what you're talking about. So at the after party, when they've wrapped everything, no one recognized Doug Bradley, and Doug Bradley's like, what the hell? I thought we all had really good chemistry. I thought we got along, <laughs> but no one recognized him because of all the makeup. Really, yeah. like, they didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah, whenever I see, like, I think in some documentaries, he comes up. I'm like, who's that guy? He looks kind of familiar. Yeah. And then it says like Pinhead. And I'm like, oh, it, what? It, <laughs> it's so cool that he can channel the physicalness through that makeup. Like I said, mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's it's like when you watch the the Star Wars with Darth Vader. Darth Vader's imposing. It's not because he's tall. It's because of that actor makes him imposing and a lot of people overlook that in in movies especially with with roles with villains there's a whole physical part to it and and he does it so effortlessly i think which is why he's such a great villain Mm -hmm. um so he says all this crazy stuff and they're about to take christy away to this other region and she tells pinhead that you know frank's escaped yeah and then pinhead's like wait what no one escapes us no one escapes (laughs) us um and he wants Christy to lead them to Frank and she was trying to bargain a deal or cut a deal with them. And he doesn't, he, he makes it seem like mate. What does he say? He's got this great line where he's like, we'll see or whatever yeah. the fuck he says. But yeah, that's what he says. He says, we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just really cool because you know, I just felt like, man, if I was Christy in that situation, man, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. And so they let her go to, to bring Frank to them. Well, mm-hmm. pinhead, this is where pinhead, says one of his famous lines because he says if you cheat us we'll tear your soul apart oh that's right we'll tear your soul apart yeah so it's one of his most famous lines he he delivers the line it's so cool just watching him and that's why i think we you know especially doug and i we really love the other films because you get to see a little bit more of that yeah Yeah, i want to know more developed Mm -hmm. especially in the third movie he's even He's the like leader. I think he becomes Pinhead in the third movie. Oh, okay, yeah. he yeah. is the guy. By that... the way, uh, Clyde Barker hates that Pinhead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He says he like I think you and I were talking about this. He has a name now. We don't know what that name is, but hopefully we'll get some some new Hellraiser content that he'll be part of, and mm-hmm. we'll get to kind of learn that backstory. Yeah, he hates the nickname of Pinhead. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've just I heard that some too. Crew guy gave him that nickname. Would it be funny <laughs> if we just called him like Nailhead? Yeah, yeah. they're nails. They're, they're they, not I know. pins. Well, Pinhead. Yeah. They're nails. It reminds me of, what's that guy, that, that MTV VJ from the 90s? From the 90s? Yeah. Like the guy that did the uh, the hard rock show. Oh, 
Matt Pinfield. Pinfield, Pinfield. and Pinhead. I always thought I'm like that. <laughs> yeah, Matt Pinfield. From Pinfield. Wonder what he's minutes. doing right now. I follow him on Twitter. What's he doing? He does a radio show and shit. He's still very active. What? Although well, he recently was in, I think last year he got hit by a car, and he like almost died. Oh shit! <clears throat> and he's been rehabilitating and well, he's doing good. Well, shout out to him. Shit. Matt Pinfield, <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah, I always thought he was cool when I was watching MTV back when MTV showed music videos. He does listen. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Matt Pinfield. <laughs> then Christy, she she, she wants home. yeah she wants to see her dad, and mm-hmm. because she's got to she knows that she's got to turn or let the Cenobites find Frank, save her dad. Mm-hmm. She had that terrible dream. She's got issues with Julia. Yeah. And so she shows up and she sees her dad. But her dad's got a bunch of gooeys around his ears and shit. Because Frank has stolen Larry's skin. Mm -hmm. Larry's dead. And his voice box, apparently. (laughs) Hey, Frank is really talented. (laughs) So Frank is wearing Larry's skin. And I I think this is cool because... She has no idea. Well, she's like, she kind of knows, but she doesn't. But the guy who plays Larry, uh, he does a good job in making us believe that it's not Larry. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. you know, like you said, it's not, he sounds the same and looks the same, but you, the mannerisms are a little different. Mm-hmm. And just a little subtle thing that I thought was great that this guy brought to the role. Yeah. You know, so she's trying to talk to her dad, and you start, you know, these weird little things start coming out that are definitely not stuff that boring Larry would say or do. He even <laughs> says, come to daddy. Yeah. 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 That's where he reveals yeah. who he is. Yeah. So she wants to see Frank's body because she knows something's up. Because they tell her the story that Larry's like, oh, yeah. We found Frank. Yeah, I, 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 I had to kill him. And she's like, Dad, we all know you haven't killed anyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, please. Please. She looks at the body, right? She goes, they're in, they go in the attic mm-hmm. and she's looking at the, at the body and. And it just looks like a skinned body. So there's yeah. no way to recognize who yeah. it is. So. Right. So she, but she realizes what's happened. Mm-hmm. And, and because he says that line. Right. Well, he says it after. When the Cenobites come to go. Because the Cenobites show up at this point. We want the man that did this. Oh, yeah. She's she's, she's like, no, he's my father. So did they let her in the attic by herself? Yeah. That Mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. I know. This is stupid. (laughs) Probably I can't even explain. I don't fucking get it. This is where the editing really gets weird. So Julia takes her up there. Mm -hmm. She doesn't go up by herself. Julia takes her upstairs. Okay. And then she sees the bloody corpse. And then the Cenobites show up. How do you explain that? Oh, yeah. Not only did I kill your uncle, but I skinned him alive. Like, <laughs> the whole thing is stupid. She's yeah. like, I didn't do this. I... <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, she she figures out what's up. And, you know, Larry, who is Frank, kind of comes at her. And she claws his, like, face. <clears throat> like, yeah. rips that, that thin mm-hmm. that thin tissue skin in <laughs> <Yep>. his face. <laughs> his silly putty face. Yeah. yeah and, and, and he goes to stab her. And, but... but. Well, yeah, Julia's kind of like at this point, like against Christy also, and he goes mm-hmm. to stab Christy, and Christy's young and strong and bucks out of the way, and Frank stabs Julia. Yep. And this is what's really twisted about Frank. He stabs her. He's like, ah, oh, shit, I didn't mean to stab you, but he's like, well, mm, eh. don't want to let her go to waste. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Get her essence. Wait, hold up a moment. So, so now. Frank has drained four guys yeah. and, still, and still had to skin Larry. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Skin. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't grow you. that skin. That's Larry's <laughs> skin. The ratios are all off with this body <laughs> reconstruction. Oh, my going God. On. So, Frank. Yep. It's, <laughs> some horse shit right there. So, 
Kirsty runs and hides, right? Yeah. And this is the only cheap scare that got me was Christ. <laughs> the oh. statue of Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and one thing, let's talk about the, the Christ statues. Yeah. And I, I noticed that they show these religious imagery throughout this film. They have the nuns. They show mm-hmm. the Christ statues. There's this jump scare where a statue of, of Jesus falls on yeah. it. And it, it's kind of interesting. And I was kind of thinking with, you know, kind of what Clive Barker's showing in this movie is kind of this this fetish stuff mm-hmm. and this kind of cult of torture, right? And I feel like there's some religious sex that... Se- Sect. There's a T in there. S E C T S. Some religious sects that essentially are worshiping this this fetishness, mm-hmm. like the what the torture of Jesus. They're they're really overdoing it. They have statues with blood coming out of them, mm-hmm. and they talk about stigmata. Well, yeah, and, and it also could be a like a comment on like the cross, which is a torture device, is like the representation the churches use, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's probably a calculated effect to make us think about good versus evil. Yeah. There's also that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I, I just thought it was interesting that he included it a, a mm-hmm. whole bunch just with the themes of the movie. It made me think, well, you know, what are they? What is he trying to say here? What is he talking about? Mm-hmm. Good versus evil, obviously, is one. Mm-hmm. Um, the fetish stuff where people are, are way too into that one aspect of mm-hmm. it, you know, and, and obviously this it was Frank's things. And so yeah. Frank is this kind of crazy addict into all this crazy pleasure. Yep. You know, I just thought it was it was interesting. And he, you know, he did kind of slightly crucify those those rats in the attic. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You know, so it's just kind of interesting. I don't know. Maybe other people saw something else or read more into it. I'm not sure, but just where, something uh, I picked up. Is this where Kirsty sees that like corpse with the maggots in his mouth too? Yes. So it, she's no, she's hiding in the closet in this. Mm-hmm. Well, the one of the set, the first guy that was second guy that was drained or mm-hmm. uh, whatever guy was one I don't give a shit. They one didn't of the guys that didn't bring Frank back. Yeah, <laughs> he like falls like he's in the closet. He kind of falls out of the closet and then just maggots just like barf out of his mouth <laughs> yeah. all over. Yeah, and her reaction is like, oh, that's kind of gross. Yeah. Like, oh, dead guy. It's okay. not big. Not a big deal. So. <laughs> yeah. It's kind so of a. It's kind of the face is like she scene. stepped on a burrito. Yeah, <laughs> like an old burrito on the Ew. subway, and she's like, "Oh God, yeah. dang it!" There's maggots. I'm gonna burrito. Spray that off my shoe. Maggots barfed out of a dead guy on me. So finally, this happens, and then Frank does find Kirsty, and he he forces her into the attic where she trips over her dad's lifeless corpse she stands at the stairs for a good 45 seconds just crying yeah <laughs> instead she of running stops at out the door and she's like oh I'm again i'm okay I'm now like, go 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 I, down the stairs i should have mentioned that she frank didn't find her in her hiding spot yeah she got out of it and like you said was it sobbing just, in the middle of that weird three door space yeah, that landing. they show this whole movie in. yeah yeah Oh God! So then Frank <laughs> fucking grabs her and forces her, and she trips over Dad's dead body, like I said. And then the Cenobites appear, yeah. and Which so do really their torture implements. Yeah, they're, you know, the little what are they? What are they? They're like the wood pillar, the things with things. chains, and there's shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't I'm, know I'm not is. really part of that. That. Liar. B- culture. Uh, what's it called? BD- BS- BDSM. 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 That means your deep V could have fooled me. Yeah, well, uh. <laughs> Chris is into it. I've, I've seen deeper. <laughs> I've seen deeper. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> so they, but maybe that maybe that's part of that. I don't know. Did they chain each other to wooden blocks well, I, and it's, slap it's each just other? Like, I don't know. I just didn't know where he got that uh, that 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 idea from if it's some type of symbolism, if, if those are torture devices that I'm not familiar with, 
I'm not sure. But anyways, all that shit is back. You know, Frank is what, what is he doing when the Cenobites appear? He just kind of realizes he's set up. Oh, he mm. tries to stab Christy, but is stopped by the Little hooks chains, and chains yeah. that yeah. come out they of nowhere. Grab his hands. Oh, that's right. Start so, pulling the silly putty off his skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so all these chains grab him, yeah. and they're ripping his face, and they're about to rip his face in half, <laughs> and he looks at Kirsty, and this is the line. <laughs> so weird. He goes, Jesus wept. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, what the fuck does, what? <laughs> I, I get he's got the religious stuff, but it, Here's my theory. Is, is he saying something about about Jesus? I don't know. That maybe the Cenobites had something to do with Jesus' crucifixion, and he's now part of that crazy world? And clearly, Frank what is he saying? loves the imagery of Christ and stuff like that. Right. I think Clive Barker was like, I'm not familiar with the Bible. Uh, can you can you give me like a cool verse or something? Right. And so they gave like these cool ones. And, oh, that's too long. That, that one's too long. What's the shortest one in the Bible? Jesus, Jesus wept. Yeah, I just I didn't understand if, if it had some deeper meaning he was going for. He was, I don't know. I don't know. I think it all just ties right back into the, the I think he was just heavily influenced by the crucifixion, by that violence, yeah. by and, and kind of crossing this this world of sexuality and torture and all right. that stuff. And and kind of, you know, I don't know. Maybe he hated it. Maybe he wanted to pervert it. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, good call. Yeah. And said uh, that uh, it is a weird thing to say, like, <laughs> yeah. menacingly like that. So. The actor. Oh, and he licked his lips too. When yeah. He said that. Oh, he uh, licks it. Yeah, the actor ad libbed that. Oh, oh really? shit! Yeah, he ad libbed that. Jesus wept at the last minute. That son of a bitch. Yeah. We just spent all this time trying to figure it out, and that asshole just said, ah, you know, I was went to church this morning, and I, you know, I got to thinking. Jesus wept. I was just thinking about how Jesus wept. It's so iconic to me. Like that was the thing that I remember when I first watched it. It It's just being like, holy shit. Well, it's out of nowhere. I I laughed really hard. (laughs) And the funny thing is, his face is being stretched like this, like cheesy, like ripped up face stretch thing when he does it, and then. You know, I don't yeah. know. Then he's ripped to shreds is what happens. And, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Penis is all over the walls. And now their budget yeah. runs out. Well, right well Kirsty <laughs> starts to run and is confronted by the female Cenobite kind of pushing her back to the attic. And this is when Pinhead appears. And that's when he says, we have such sights to show you. Like he's, That's when he says that line. And Kirsty finds uh, Julia's body has been flayed. Her face has been ripped mm-hmm. off. And she's holding the puzzle box. Yes. So Christy grabs the puzzle box, and then her dumb, dopey boyfriend yeah, shows thank God up. God, Steve shows up to save <laughs> yeah. her. Yeah, Steve's there. He's like, he's like, "Whoa, there's centipedes! What's going on? Karate <laughs> kick! Yeah! Whoa!" And then, <laughs> thank God, I saved you. <laughs> and then, how does Christy realize that if she she do, puts the puzzle box together, it makes him disappear? Yeah. And it makes these like. Really but then awesome it opens again, and then she's got to close anime. it again, and like this whole part of the movie, like. It's yeah. kind of unnecessary. I wish, I wish the so ghost bad. of her mother appeared and was like, "Christy, put the box back together." <laughs> Just randomly. I wish, I wish that's what would have happened. That would be awesome. <laughs> as well. Like he'd never seen the mother before in the film. Right. Do it. Right you then. can do okay, it. Okay, mom. Some yeah, some some force ghost type shit. So through space. essentially, <laughs> like the, the the Cenobites keep almost getting her. But she keeps like putting the box back together and they disappear. And somehow the house is like shaking and collapsing mm-hmm. and Butterball, the Cenobite gets smashed by a door. And then they finally get to the front door and they open it and the fucking engineer's hallways yep. there. And the engineer's like grabbing at the box with yep. his little weird 
foot arms, <laughs> and he's got the scorpion tail that doesn't sting. His piranha face is just piranha face. About. And just kind of thuds you. It's kind of it's just not soft. It's not <laughs> doesn't poke. It's, it's a just, sh- like, just kind of bothers shitty you. Yeah. <laughs> so she rips the box out of its hand and solves it one more time, and the engineer disappears. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I thought Christy was doing the right thing at this point by you know walking out of the house. And, and by the way, why is everything on fucking fire? When they walk out of the house, did anyone pick that up? Because she summoned hellfire. To That's what they. We don't. I don't it's know what so happens. Dumb. Yeah, shit's on fire. So she takes the the cube, the puzzle box. It doesn't have a name. Is it the lament box? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's the. Uh, it something is something like of lament. Lament cube, or I don't know. She throws it in a fire. Pretty good idea. And they're walking away, and the fucking bum shows up. Yep. And he walks Dirty over, and he's like, ah. Guy. Reaches in the fire grabs the box and all of a sudden he's engulfed in flames and turns into a skeletal dragon demon so and cool. fucking flies away. <laughs> it is awesome. And he gets it's the best part of the movie. He gets yeah. like two seconds of screen time yeah. for that fucking badass demon puppet. <laughs> that was one of my notes. So I'm like, weird. wait, show more of that demon. Yeah, then he then you know the movie ends with some other sleazy dude in that same market mm-hmm. about to buy the box. Yep. And you hear what you heard at the very beginning of the movie. What's your pleasure? What's your pleasure? What's your pleasure? Mm-hmm. I I felt like the de- the the dragon thing to me. I mean, you know, maybe it's up for interpretation, but I always thought it was the devil. I thought that was or the, one of his minions. Yeah, yeah, totally. It has like there like I was kind of looking into this a little bit of the lore. It does have a name. It does have a like it's. I think it created the puzzle box or something. Mm. Huh. So it just um, enjoys watching the Cenobites do what they do. Yeah, it, it, I'm sure there's more to it. Hmm. Maybe there's like comics or something that yeah. explore this. That so, know. you know, this, this, I don't know. This movie is, is really cool. Um, you know, some of the stuff doesn't hold up, but the, the pacing really hides some of its flaws for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the, the, the kind of set piece where on that landing with the three doors is stupid, and some of the characters do dumb stuff, but the pacing so much that you forget about it. Yeah. Because there's shit happening constantly. Yep. So, you know, with that, I like it. The Cenobites are a re- really cool concept. You know, I, I give this a solid, solid one thumbs up. Um, I, I think if you haven't seen it, it's a classic slasher body horror mm-hmm. weird movie. Check it out. Doug, what do you think? Yeah, way cool. Full of awesome practical effects. And the Cenobites are awesome. Obviously, Pinhead's iconic, as we discussed. Mm-hmm. It's a very fast-paced movie. It feels much shorter than it actually is. Yeah. It, it goes by in a flash. Yeah. And if for nothing else, watch this movie so you understand the premise so you can watch parts two and three. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. it's really a cool That's story. That's how I feel, too. What rating do you give this, Doug? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. I give it a solid six out of ten. Okay. Josh? Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a good setup for um, a really interesting lore that that i have a lot of interest in i'm I'm excited to go see what else is out there sure um it is corny it it is in its time but it is a, a nice counter to the the campy 80s horror i mean it's more it's more thought-provoking there's you know there's a lot more to it i think yeah it's definitely not campy at no all. Yeah, yeah no it's it's a serious like th- this movie takes itself seriously in kind of a refreshing way when you watch movies of that era. So I give it a four out of many. Okay. <laughs> Chris, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
for me, you know, I, I love these older movies because there's all these little details. Um, I feel like the art department just really goes overboard and, and does a lot of just fun, interesting things that, that a lot of modern films don't do now. And so I, I, you know, there's some nostalgia there for me. I miss, I miss that level of detail, um, in movies. And so, you know, if, if you're kind of looking for a little nostalgia, um, and, and you're into, you know, horror films, which if you're listening to this, I don't know why the fuck you'd be listening <laughs> to this if you weren't. Yeah. So I, I definitely would, would watch this if you haven't, because I mean, it's classic, it's Canon. It's Clive um, Barker. It's Clive mm-hmm. Barker. Uh, and, and it, there's a lot of great mystery there. So, um, you know, I don't know, two, two thumbs up. Yeah. Well, well one thing I want to point out about the movie that is really strong is the score. <clears throat> I think the music adds a lot to this movie in building up totally in building up moments of intensity and yeah. horror, if as it were. Uses a lot of bells in that. Movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the yeah, score, this score was originally written by a band named Coil, and then they didn't like what they did, so they brought another band in and did this but you can actually hear the original score that coil wrote and i mean on any platform spotify whatever and it's called the what i have it written down right here hold on let me find it by the way doug writes in cursive well shut up i'm just kidding it's kind of a hybrid (laughs) but it's like i can't think of what it's called but it's like the unused themes of hellraiser or whatever it's on where did you find it at on Apple. It's on Apple, but if you look up Coil, you'll see it. And, like, and, and it re- has Hellraiser in the title, and but it's quick. really cool, and you can envision like what the movie might have sure. been with this hmm. original score. Hmm. Uh, Coil is a band uh, that uh, really heavily influenced uh, Trent Reznor, and so it was the what was it the singer of was it Throbbing Gristle? Yeah, Throbbing left, Gristle. and he went and created this band with some other guys, and the band still performs. Um, the one guy passed away, but they're still making music, and it's really industrial, really hard, creepy stuff. Yeah, it's and more like now they've kind of evolved into more like an S and M club band. Yeah, weird <laughs> stuff. Weird. Yeah, I dig it. Really weird, but yeah, if yeah. you get it, if you want to look into it, it ch- cool. check out Coil. Um, you know, you can read some stuff. You can see a lot of parallels in Nine Inch Nails music, which is cool. Um, and I wish Coil did the soundtrack to Event Horizon. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. But <laughs> anyways, that's Hellraiser. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time.